Hello folks, it's Patricia here, welcoming you back to the Weekly Poetry P podcast, a podcast full of original Japanese short-form poetry. Thank you for joining me. If you enjoy what you hear, do please leave us a review where you get your podcasts or a comment on our YouTube channel and let your poetry friends know about us. Let's spread our love of this wonderful but surprisingly complex poetry. Today I have some original work for you to listen to from our monthly video prompt on the Poetry P YouTube channel. Have you left your poem in the comments this month? If not, why not? They do get read by a lot of poets from around the globe and our wonderful YouTube editor, Linda Ludwig. Thanks, Linda. I have a guest reading from Marion Clark, who recently came runner-up in the Seamus Heaney New Writers competition in Northern Ireland. She'll read her winning submission and tell us a bit about the award. And last, but definitely not least, the submissions which were accepted for our flash coup earlier this month. So let's go. These were the poems that Linda chose from May's video prompt. The golden nectar of sunshine runs through my veins. The golden nectar of sunshine runs through my veins. Jan Stretch First love, the brush of antennae. First love, the brush of antennae. Keith Everts Drunk on nectar. The bee sleeps. Drunk on nectar. The bee sleeps. CX Turner. Spring afternoon. Hum of the bee over warmth of the sun. Spring afternoon. Hum of the bee over warmth of the sun. Govind Joshi Golden sunrise The taste of honey in the buzz of bees Golden sunrise The taste of honey in the buzz of bees Lakshmi Iyer Thank you very much to all the poets who took part in the prompt this month. Do take part again next month and every month. It's a great way to share your poetry. Because whether you get featured or not, people do read them and get to know your work. As I said in my introduction today, we have a reading from Marion Clark from Northern Ireland. We are celebrating... Marion was runner-up in the Seamus Heaney Award for New Writing in Northern Ireland. Any award connected to Seamus Heaney is a big deal as far as I'm concerned, and I was so thrilled to hear that one of our own was honoured with a runner-up place that I said to Marion she'd have to come on and read to us, even though I know she's not one to hog the limelight, and I'm very happy that she agreed. So Marion, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Patricia. It's lovely to be here. (laughs) It's great to have you. Our community of poets are going to know your work, even if they only listen to Poetry P. 
but I'm sure as connoisseurs of the Japanese short form, our viewers and listeners will have read you far and wide in various publications. So congrats on this runners-up prize. Marion, do you think you could tell us a little bit about the award, what it means not just to you, but to the writing community in Northern Ireland? Well, Patricia, obviously for me, it was a great honour. Um, I know most of the past recipients and runners-up of this award, and I admire their work very much. So it was a lovely surprise and a great honour. And to receive it in the uh, the Heaney home place up in Balaki, up in the north there, it made it even more special. The award itself, uh, the full title, yeah, is the Seamus Heaney Award for New Writing. It was launched about eight years ago, I think, in Belfast's Linen Hall Library. And it is part of a project sponsored, well, it's organised by Community Arts Partnership in Belfast through its Poetry in Motion Community Project, which is an amazing project that helps new writers because it's really for writers developing their craft and they offer poetry workshops and masterclasses and it's the the whole project aims to reach new and emerging poets poets who haven't had a collection published and it also provides access to an audience that you might not normally access so it's very important really important award for writers from here and it's a big accolade to to get placed in in the awards ceremony I'm kind of out on a limb here in Warren Point over on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And some of my writing group members have participated in lots and lots of these workshops over the, the years. We've had some locally in sort of cafes and restaurants. Some of the writers have hosted the workshops in their homes. And then we've traveled up to the master classes in Belfast in the past. So, yeah, it's brilliant. It helps us to sort of communicate with other writers in the city and also people that we only meet at the Heaney Award, you know, the, we, we all come together at that event, even people who, you know, they haven't had their work maybe accepted for the publication, the resulting publication, still come to see all the other writers because, as I say, we only meet each other once a year. Have you done any workshops yourself on on the short form for the group? I have done lots of poetry workshops on short form, but for children. I'm part of the community part of it. I'm part of the Poetry in Motion School project. So I have how many? Oh, I don't know how many um, workshops I've done. But this this last year, I did Hyben with one of the schools and Haiga. I will use art with the children as well. Lots and lots of, of different aspects about short form poetry would, would filter into my workshops. And that was kind of by mistake. I just found the children really loved it. So I thought, why not? <laughs> Absolutely, why not? I was listening to something yesterday and it struck me that adults are afraid of poetry, but children are much more interested because their imaginations are so good. But once we get to a certain stage in our lives, that this reality sets in, imagination takes a, a back step. Uh-huh. Um, and that's why children, and I think if you, I mean, you all know this, children are really great at haiku, aren't they? They're yeah, really they are, because they're not trying to get sort of little messages or tricksy things across or wordplay or anything. They're just saying it as they've seen it or experienced it, you know. Um, some of them like it because it's so short, of course. <laughs> Bless. Uh, I know I had one note from a a little boy who said, thank you so much for getting me out of English class. (laughs) 
Oh, well, that's good. He didn't realise he was learning something, yeah, Marion. Exactly. Is, is, is <laughs> oh, lovely. Marion, shall we hear your poem? And then we'll have an, a, another little discussion because there's something I want to ask you about it. Okay. Uh, the poem was called uh, Cracks. Cracks on the railway platform. More talk of variant cases. Bone moon. Wearing blades overhead. Icy shock. A dinghy filling up with night. Marine snow. Not a sound as they all fall down. Another school shooting. Tattooed stars on the gunman's hand. Meteor shower. We plan to wreck the universe next. Amber sunset. The world also burning. The thrum of a hundred sick birds. Departure day. No hint of light. Even the kintsugi is broken. Thank you. Now, if you see this on the page, and I'm not going to put it on the page in the show notes, just so people know, but we'll, I'll come on and tell you why in a minute. It's clearly Haikai inspired. Uh, possibly reminiscent of a Renku with the linking and the shifting sequences. And normally, of course, you'd, you'd write this with other people, but you've gone solo with this one. So can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration for the poem and why you wrote it as you did? Yes, um, well spotted. It probably takes a short form poet to notice that because I'm not sure that it was noticed at the time because a lot of the uh, the other poets would have been mainstream poets. But certainly it is heavily influenced by haikai poetry and, yeah, as you say, renku in particular. It ended up, yeah, being a sort of solo renku, but if there's any kind of pattern in the layout like that, it was entirely by accident because... It's made up of like little poems that I've written over a space of time. I mean, the marine snow, the dinghy and the marine snow, that was a separate piece a long time ago I wrote. Well, it was when, you know, the, the whole story of the refugees started and the little Syrian boy who was washed up on the beach. And I don't know where I read about marine snow, about this being the detritus that falls down from the surface of the ocean. But that, as I say, was from a few years ago. And then, of course, there's the pandemic. It starts there with the variant cases, school shootings, environmental issues such as the avian flu. I don't know how it came together. Honestly, it was a real throwaway poem, if you want to call it that. It was kind of, you can submit three poems. This was my third. The other two didn't get in. This one got runner up. You know, it's just amazing how it happened. But it was kind of putting together uh, imagery that I had written and then that I added to. So it really didn't have very much editing either, surprisingly. It's quite bleak because it, you know, it does deal with a lot of things that have are going wrong, have gone wrong. And I wondered, Bone Moon, Whirring Blades Overhead, which was followed by the Icy Shock. And given where you live, I mm-hmm. wondered if that had gone back to the Days of the Troubles no, not that far back at all, although um, I would see helicopters quite a bit on the lock here, but not for that reason. It would be more the rescue service if someone got in trouble on the mountains or in the sea yachting or whatever. So, no, it wasn't back to the troubles, but that's very interesting. I hadn't thought of that myself. The other thing that interested me about this is, you know, you're a, a short form poet. 
So a question, well, first question is, I'm guessing this isn't the first time you entered this competition. And if I'm right, what have you entered in the past? Well, I probably started off, as I would call it, normal poetry. I probably <laughs> entered normal poetry. And Hyben, certainly. Senru, I think Senru was the first poetry that was accepted in the anthology that goes with this whole process. So, yeah, mainly short form. You know, after my initial dabbling in ordinary poems, I then progressed to short form. And I was I had something accepted in the anthology each year. The first year of the Seamus Heaney Award itself, it was a long form poem that was short. No, that was long listed. Yeah, that year okay. uh, that was it was a, it was about my my sister who died. And um, after that, I think I mostly then I went to Hyben and then, you know, it was just a mix of every everything, really. All sorts of short form. With this one, you said it that if you're not familiar with the short form, you may not twig that it's it could possibly be inspired by the way you would craft a short short form series. Do you think this one did better, you know, getting, I mean, runner up, I mean, you, apart from actually winning, you're not going to get any better than that, are you? Um, <laughs> so do you think that this one was so successful because they didn't see it as a short form variety? Possibly. It is very hard to get short form placed in uh, mainstream poetry competitions. I was fortunate enough to speak to one of the judges afterwards, and she just she said she loved the use of language and imagery, which, of course, is what short form is about, really, the imagery, you know, and how it all came together in the end. When the chief executive was interviewing me after my reading, before I knew that it was runner up, he mentioned the end of it, the Kintsugi, and asked me about that, you know, so maybe a lot of people wouldn't have known what that was. And I kind of apologised that I didn't have any light at the end of it, you know. My husband said, could you not have had a more upbeat ending? <laughs> I said, no, that wasn't the mood at the time, you know. I was just reflecting what I felt, and the news is just constant, and oh. it's never really good news. So it's 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 interesting that the short form... Yeah, got runner up. I was really, really pleased about that. Now, Marion, I'm not, as I said, putting this poem in the printing this poem in the show notes because it will be in the anthology that you've mentioned. So what can you tell us a bit about that? Each year there's a call out for submissions across Northern Ireland for, as I say, people from here or living here now. And that results in this anthology, which is launched at the Seamus Heaney Awards each year. If you get work into the anthology, you're automatically entered for the Seamus Heaney Award for New Writing. Oh. That's how it works. It's a wee bit complicated and I probably didn't um, didn't say that at the beginning, but that's that's what it's all about. So people from across the region send in their work. You can send up to three poems and then there's a judging process. Uh, the book is put together. And then from those submissions, the runner up, well, there's a long list, short list and then the winner and runner-up. Um, this year's book is called Compass, and I'm assuming that you can get it from Community Arts. I know you could certainly buy it up at the event, but um, yeah, just by searching maybe Community Arts Partnership online, you'll you'll get a link to their page. Okay, I'll have a go at that. And if I can find something, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. So if people Great. want to read other emerging poets, 
I can't believe mm-hmm. that you, um, you're not an emerging poet. But if you know, if, <laughs> if they want to read Northern Ireland poets, shall we say, they can they can go and buy it. So, Marin, this was a bit last minute. I'm very grateful to you for coming along and we finding time to record this with me. Do you think you'd be kind enough to read Cracks to us again, please? Okay. (laughs) And thank you so much, Patricia, again for inviting me. Cracks on the railway platform. More talk of variant cases. Bone moon. Wearing blades overhead. Icy shock. A dinghy filling up with night. Marine snow, not a sound as they all fall down. Another school shooting, tattooed stars on the gunman's hand. Meteor shower, we plan to wreck the universe next. Amber sunset, the world also burning. The thrum of a hundred sick birds Departure day, no hint of light, even the kintsugi is broken. Thank you. Your husband was right. There is no no light at the end of that tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Marion, thank you very much. And if you would like to see Marion reading her poem, I'll put a link in the podcast in the show notes for you to follow up. Because as you alluded to, Marion, there was a performance element to to this Mm -hmm. whole thing. And I'm very pleased to say that Marion is going to come back, or at least we're planning that Marion's coming back and (laughs) doing something for us next next year. She's going to do Heiger for us. And probably some of you are thinking, how on earth are we going to do that in audio? But we do have YouTube and I have a plan. So, Marion, I'll see you next year, if not before. (laughs) Indeed, Patricia. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks very much. Oh my, I just love having our talented guests on the podcast, don't you? And don't forget, if you have a writing-related matter to celebrate, do let me know. We should all celebrate with you. Speaking of celebrating, myself and the editing team, Vandana Perishal, Ronald K. Craig... Robert Horobin, Leah Maguire and Lorraine Padden are celebrating another successful flash coup. And for those of you who are thinking, what is this flash coup of which she speaks? It's a spontaneous call out for haiku. It only goes to poets on the Poetry Bee mailing list, so you need to be signed up to enter. Sign up is on the website. It's easy peasy. Poets get to submit one haiku which must meet our submission criteria. I do send this out on the mailing, but of course it's also on the website. They have 24 hours to get their poem to us and the team read them and choose their favourites for the podcast. And these poems will also be in the Poetry Bee Journal. Let me read you the accepted poetry. I hope you love it as much as we did. Remember... These poems will be published in Journal 123, out soon. Make sure you're on the mailing list so you find out when it's published and, of course, benefit from the early bird rates. And that's why I'm not going to put them in the show notes this time. You can read them soon. I'm going to start with the honourable mention, just one this time. 
Bicycle Bell, The Velocity of Pampas Bicycle Bell, The Velocity of Pampas Jerome Berglund Jerome, I've just got back from a bike ride myself and, of course, I live in a very hilly area so there were some very, very fast bits. I'm sure I have increased my intake of protein today. Thank you to the local flies. That's a thought you probably didn't need. Anyway, speaking of eating, let's continue. Eating ice cream, a child's laughter from an old woman. Eating ice cream, a child's laughter from an old woman. Ray Cicchetti. Ray, I'm not entirely sure I'm pronouncing your name right. Write to me, let me know. Foxgloves fade. From another spire, the clock tolls. Foxgloves fade. From another spire, the clock tolls. Jenny Wynne Hyatt. Snowy night. A new layer of silence. Snowy night. A new layer of silence. Andrea Chekon. Storm clouds. We make a run for the beer store. Storm clouds. We make a run for the beer store. Joanne Morecambe Through spider's silk, the departing sun Through spider's silk, the departing sun Arvinda Kaur Sugar water, the ungrateful bee still stings Sugar water, the ungrateful bee Still stings. Tracy Davidson. The promise of wings. Chrysalis. The promise of wings. Chrysalis. Ruth Happel. River rope swing. Holding on to summer love. River rope swing, holding on to summer love. Tina Maori. Sunflower field. She speaks about her son's career. Sunflower field. She speaks about her son's career. Samo Kreutz. Police escort. Cottonwood seeds drifting alongside the hearse. Police escort. Cottonwood seeds drifting alongside the hearse. Richard Tice. And I'd like to close this session of original haiku and senryu with the editor's choice. Flirting with my wife 
a sprig of lilac. Flirting with my wife, a sprig of lilac. By Lev Hart. That's it for this session of Original Poetry. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you are at the Haiku North America conference in July 2023, look out for me, come and say hello. I'm the one in the Fetching Poetry P t-shirt. And you too will be able to look as gorgeous as me soon when I put these shirts on sale. I have to tell you, they're lovely and soft. Anyway, thank you for being with me this time. Don't forget to check out our submissions calendar on the website so you know what you should be preparing to send us. And of course, there is always, always our monthly video prompt on the Poetry P YouTube channel. We love reading those. Join in. Let's have a monthly haiku and senryu fest. And remember, we're weekly now. So join me again next week for another podcast. If you haven't subscribed to it wherever you get them, please do and please leave us a review. The last time I asked you to do that, the jump in new poets finding us was really noticeable. Thank you for helping me bring haiku to a wider audience. I need your help again. So until next time, keep writing. If there's stuff missing from the show notes, just email me or message me on Twitter or Instagram. There will be a few links for you. And if there's a bit of background noise in this week's podcast, I do apologise. They're building a new bicycle lane right outside my house. Which, of course, in the long run, will make me very happy. Ciao!